you tried to tell them it won't work and they won't send you another one? Okay, yeah, because it's out of my three-year warranty period. Oh. I'm three like, years? Every, I've had to replace every single light you've sent me. Modern Sprout. Mm, uh, for the grow bars, yes. That's different than... What are those? What are the good ones? Soltex. Soltex. Those are no issues with those. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, Modern Sprout. I don't know how. Where did that's from? I have two. uh, The only things from Modern Sprout I haven't had to send back yet are their uplift planters. Oh. Um, but like the grow frame I had replaced, all four grow bars I had replaced. The Mm. new grow bar that I the the fifth grow bar is doing a weird thing. Mm. The brown frame that she's got the chicken parts and Hoya in. Sorry, it looks brown. The Hushkiliana is is your Hushkiliana still up there? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the modern sprout. Gotcha. You've had those, you've been using those for years. Yeah, I got them in 2019. Yeah. Love the aesthetic, but I just wish the lights were a little more, the little longevity was better, slash the electrical connectivity. Are you losing like individual diodes? No, no, no. The lights, like that part, totally fine. It's, you can connect them to your app, but Uh, it won't stay connected. I see. And um, I have to like keep not reinstalling it, but like I have to keep putting... Is that in order to get the timer to work? Or? Yeah. Oh. I'm wondering if it's an app issue. All of my other ones are just fine. Mm. What, Never mind. What do you do for the Soltech? They're on manual timer, like yeah. analog timers. Okay. They're a constant power thing. You plug them in, they're on. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to be said for, for that, for sure. About, analog? About, well, like, yeah. if I had room on the power strip, I could plug the modern spirit light into a analog timer, but I'm out of room on my power strip. <laughs> More. Please don't plug power strips into power strips. Not doing it. Starting off the episode with a disclaimer. Please don't start an electrical fire. Plug power strips into power strips into power strips and then pour water over them. Infinite oh my power. gosh. <laughs> While you're at it, use that. Uh, use 10 space heaters Ew. plugged yeah. into the whole Just thing Just like as daisy well. chain space heaters in your greenhouses. Oh Ooh, that gosh. sounds like a safety yeah. hazard. And we own. Sounds like one. Yeah. And then, make, <laughs> and then move the grounding, uh, remove the grounding line yeah if you have a house that doesn't have grounded outlets just pull the get that out you don't need it yeah oh my god this is horrible <laughs> advice we cannot publish that as a podcast do not listen to any of their advice uh-huh. welcome to rough around the hedges podcast <laughs> i'm your host kaylin i'm the only sane one here tonight i guess i'm adam and i just dropped my phone into a pile of bones and it's december <laughs> <That's Christine. laughs> oh in no context <laughs> and i'm christine Hey, Christine, quit giving bad electrical advice. We're going to get sued. Yeah. I am not an electrician. Yeah, we do not endorse daisy chaining space heaters. I'm a theater electrician. That means I learned from other people showing me how to do things. I did not go through an electrician's program. We What are we we talking about today? We're having a planty chat, everybody. Welcome to Rough Around the Hedges podcast. You all like when we do this, where we just sit and talk plants tangently and not... Focusly. So we just had a 10 minute break in between episodes where we were talking about plants. <laughs> Here we are again. So I want to, I want to, I want to start planty chat off by talking about my ZZ plant. Yeah. It looks I great. told you guys, yes. look over there at the new leaf. My ZZ plant is putting off and look at it. I already thought it was a big plant, but this is the tallest leaf yet. I want my ZZ to get So ZZ big. Raven too. Yeah. So it's, it's green right now. It's going to turn black. That's probably the nicest Raven ZZ I've ever seen. It got a special award at the state fair. You should <laughs> definitely purple. keep it going and then bring it back next year because it's how recently have you up pot? Is it potted directly in that big gray pot or is it? It's, it there's a nursery pot inside the decorative pot. Okay. Um, I believe I up potted it last. Ugh, okay. I don't actually think I repotted it 
this past summer, but for sure the summer before that. Mm. Um, but it turns out ZZs love a lot of light and they like water. Yep. So uh, don't take this advice as, oh, I'm going to give my ZZ more water. No. Put your ZZ in the window and he will use up the water you give him and then he'll need to be watered more often. Yeah. I just so, water mine on the regular watering schedule with the rest of my plants. Yeah. If, they're, if their soil is almost dry, go ahead and water them. Um, I don't let it dry out completely, although nothing bad happens if I do. I just find that he is happier with a... Well, and correct me if I'm wrong. ...watering regimen that's a little more frequent. ZZs have rhizomes so that they are able... To, it's like a camel thing, right? Yeah, they Where, store water on, in their tubers. It's like the camel thing. They're able to store water. That doesn't mean that they have to do that. Like, they, they do that when they need to. Yeah, not it's a survival on thing. A, not on a normal basis. So if you're giving them water, that just means they're not using the rhizomes, which means they can use energy for other things. Mm-hmm. like growing yeah. yeah and you don't want your plants to be stressed out and actually that would be a good tip of advice for people um your plants if you give them plenty of light by letting them live in a window and don't let them dry out all the way they won't be stressed they'll be happier you'll get better growth and then you also see less pests because the plant's not stressed mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i think there are there's only like this is something that i hadn't thought about until i started working at the conservatory but there are certain instances, and mostly for the sake of flower, like producing flowers, there are certain times when you would want the plant to use its drought ad- adaptations, like t- in order to get it to flower. Are we doing that for our Thanksgiving cactuses right now, everybody? I don't even know how you would do that. Ma- I am. Yeah, you are. You're, you're, you're droughting it? I'm droughting it plus the light thing. Um, Like over, like. Boosting exposure to light? No, no, no. no, no, no less no. light. Less light. And oh. that, that's what triggers them to bloom. Oh. Less light. I think it's like 14 hours of darkness, but then they also need a temperature change. It's it's a many different little factors, but then along with that, I tend to drought them a little more in the winter anyway because they're getting less light. And that's, I have I have a lot of flowers on my Thanksgiving cactus right now. Yeah. I had to kind of adapt my mindset from like pump foliage forever to <laughs> like, Oh, we know we need everything to flower. So like we have to make sure we're following the actual like environmental patterns that the plant would be undergoing in its natural environment. And um, but in the case of the ZZ, I mean, I don't even know what a ZZ flower. Have we have yours flowered? Google. No, mine haven't. It's I mean, it's an aeroid. So it would have an aeroid like spadex flower. Gross. Oh, is it an icky looking one? No, I'm just assuming it's going to be icky. (laughs) Oh, you said it's an aeroid flower. Ew. Yeah, it is icky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like your typical um, philodendron, like, split flower thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Slightly more dick-like than normal. <laughs> not not quite as dick-like as the amorphophallus. I mean, the amorphophallus beats everybody, but... Yeah. I mean, that just in its name... The little space or whatever folds back and reveals yeah. the... Uh, Spadex. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. I was at Tonkadale um, when... So Adrian's family came to visit... Thanksgiving and I, his mom is really into plants too and I was like do you want to see a really magical place <laughs> and so I took her to Tonkadale and their Tycon is has fruit right now <gasps> yeah. cool Whoa. is this yeah. the one that the, they the big one the, the big one that they decided to keep after they stopped treating yeah, it for a, fungus it has a giant sign that says not for sale on it yeah because yeah, it's now their mascot or something yep they've got wow. they've, yeah they decorated them for Christmas but also it has fruit Cute. I was like oh I want to eat it that's amazing I think yeah. our Deliciosa at work had fruit it, 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 but it was like by the time I got there, it was like a little bit fermented, like it had been. Oh. It had so been so boozy, right? I guess it's yeah. very tasty. I want to try it at some point. 
Yeah. I think I got there too late because it was already like kind of a little ripe. Yeah. Overripe. I, I think people say it tastes like bananas. Is that? Have you ever had? A, I heard I we're not, not supposed to eat them. So oh. I'm just like. But we can eat them. What are you talking about? Anywho. We as in human beings. Or just like, like not eating shit your plants throw out unless you know it's safe. Meanwhile, Hoya people are licking their flowers. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I lick the <laughs> extra floral nectaries on my philodendrons too. Well, Some of them well, are stickier than others. And our gardener friends. They were. Uh, Simone and Alyssa when we were at Tom's house they were just like putting stuff in their mouth and tasting everything yeah. were they well, doing that here too? they were herbs weren't they? I think no lemongrass and lemon balm or whatever oh I love this herb oh no that's not an herb I thought not an herb. maybe it's more when we were last here with everybody at your house we were there all was a plant. Things. there was a plant that Simone was trying to figure out and you were busy because you were busy trying to find your neighbor's cat um, and she was like what is this and she grabbed it and like licked it and she's like oh and she knew exactly what it was after <laughs> Yeah. I'm not responsible for things you've licked at my house. <laughs> yeah. We tell people, please, to not eat anything in the conservatory, right. no matter how delicious it looks, because it's probably like poisonous, covered in tiny, tiny micro thorns, mm -hmm. and it won't. Oh, yeah. It won't feel good. Are, are people allowed to touch stuff? Or do you just also say, don't fucking touch anything? I mean, I guess we don't have a, a sign or anything. Yeah. I mean, no, we have signs on things that people definitely shouldn't, shouldn't touch, touch that aren't obvious that they shouldn't touch them like last known of this species please no touch yeah we put we, one thing that we did recently which i definitely think is useful is we put like um threatened mm. endangered critically endangered extinct in the wild wow. signs in nice. all of our plants that are threatened mm. or like have conservation status uh which is super super helpful because yeah. it also helps me like prioritize uh what, what to, to focus on <laughs> like what if, if yeah. we have a room with you know 300 plants in it or something 600 plants which ones should i focus on first right and it's like oh those signs help but right. no I, I found out that mango trees are like toxic to the touch oh what? like you can you can get like poison ivy by touching the bark wow. or foliage of a mango which is is that kind of like cat like well not kind of but like cashews they are poisonous until you bake them like oh yeah I didn't mango know no you can't eat raw mango, cashews no. <laughs> Uh, okay so any fun plant projects uh i had to recently up pot a couple philodendrons that were in my grow tent because they were just drying out too soon and i'm like it's december why mm. my uh pastas on them from adam and my dark lord yeah. they're just happy little shits um i feel like i've talked on this so for the longest time i've been putting off repotting my dragon scale alocasia it's been it was in lucca and it just kept it, it needed a repot like a good four months ago mm -hmm. But this last weekend, I pulled it out, and it finally had rot all over its roots. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Should have done that earlier. So I ripped all the rot off. I threw it in soil. So what was once a very beautiful dragon scale will probably be a pile of soil in a couple of weeks. And then it'll grow back, and it'll be fine. But mm. I'm excited to have that in soil now, though. Yeah. Um, I, because of my spider mite in quarantine, my variegated fried eggs are suffering a little bit, mm. so... I'm sad about that. I have one leaf. And then I'm oh. not sure if the other corm went dormant or it died. Oh. But um, I'm just leaving it and we'll see it grow back or not. I have. But three. I'm just like, God damn it. I'm so annoyed. Yeah. I have three tandarusas right now and they all look like hot garbage. Mm. It's winter. Oh, did you want to take a pharaoh's mask? No, I still have my pile of dirt. <laughs> but I mean like a nice one. Let's wait until if whether or not they come back in the spring and then we can decide. I don't want to hold on to <laughs> they don't hold on to them. I'll get one from your mother plant later. 
You want they're a Pharaoh's so mask? Cute. No. They're so cute. And they are a little freaky. Some people say they freak them out. I can't yeah, believe no look- one wants them. I want them. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it gets to the point, I'm just going to take them all. If I like, if I have to repot them because they need a pot, I'm putting them all in one pot. Right. Make a I don't even plant. care. I, that'll I, be easier. I agree that they are cute. I just don't want another plant right now. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Does I the conservatory to- ever want plants? Yeah. I mean, what the did we, one? what did we just take? I can't even remember. Leandra, Leandra. I don't even know. We just, we just took some plants that were being used for research by one of our, one of the faculty. Gotcha. It's like, oh, cause it's valuable for research. We want that in our uh, permanent collection. Um, but what you- else we, we, we've, um, like accessioned hundreds of plants. I mean, since I started, oh, wow. we've brought in a lot and, you know, a big portion of those are like plants that I, or we have propagated mm-hmm. and then successfully and then bring them in but we've also gotten a few not as many as we've given away we've given away like m- quantities more mm-hmm. who are you giving them away to we we give them away to like today we brought a strangler i was they they featured me on the instagram today i was <laughs> helping carry the strangler fig we had two an extra strangler fig nice uh which we brought to the arboretum because mm-hmm. the arboretum has that little um like conservatory i can't remember the name of it um have you guys been to the arboretum no it costs money yeah what is it like 17 dollars a car i'm too cheap i don't know i just haven't gone we could go sometime because i would like to see it i've actually i have been there but it was for a photo shoot and i didn't like stick around to look at anything because i was getting paid to shoot a family right uh photos of a family (laughs) i think people figured that out i know but I was like half listening to the sentence in any way. And I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. Okay. No, they do have a small tropical plant conservatory, uh, mm. at like kind of connected to the main like lobby visitor center area. Um, and they wanted our strangler fig, but we also have given plants to old brick botanic garden. We've given plants in that's in Madison. We've given plants to other teaching, like other institutions that have teaching collections or greenhouses regionally. Um, quite recently mm-hmm. um but we're getting ready to bring in a bunch of new i think a bunch of new like drosera like little um, carnivorous plants that we're going to be able to plant in the ground in our australia um collection nice so those types but i mean i i've thought about in the future maybe offering certain plants if it's i have a lot so if there's anything that we want or need mostly Focusing on stuff from the areas that the conservatory sure. highlights, like the biodiversity hotspots around the planet that yeah. we want to show. Do you guys have an Indonesia section? We have a, no. Do you want to make one? Yeah, let's do it. That would, yeah, we could <laughs> All totally the bring that on. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the thing is we wanted to, they, when they were designing this and sourcing all the plants, they wanted to choose regions of the world that don't, aren't typically focused on by other conservatories and collectors. Sure. So that we can sort of help boost the supply of underrepresented plants yeah. and regions um, like Somalia and Sudan. and Oh, sure. Uh, Socotra. You should do Sulawesi and then you can do a bunch of Hoya. Yeah. See, I think a lot of conservatories have like tropical plants from Sulawesi and really? Borneo and Indonesia. And there's like, that's kind of a lot where a lot of people source tropicals mm. from. So like if you have a tropical conservatory, that's just my assumption. That's my yeah, assumption. I just, I'm thinking like I don't see a whole lot of Hoya in conservatories. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I've seen definitely I've seen Hoya in almost yeah. every conservatory that I go to, but maybe not like extreme diverse, like Hoya right. diversity. Like you see your Carnosas. Yeah. You see a linear. You could find a private collector with a 
Yeah. Better collection. <laughs> that's true. I think in a lot of cases, that's true. Privately. Uh, yeah. But what were we? How did we? We're talking we? about plants. Yeah, we're just talking about our oh, we were talking chat. about plants. That's right. Um, so you're still on topic. I'm going to quick interject this because you reminded me a couple episodes. I feel like I need to um, give Tom credit because he's he reached out to me after I said this a couple episodes. So I was talking about my plant that I gave him for the zoo and I, how I haven't seen it. He hasn't given me updates on it. So I thought it was dead. It's alive. He sent me pictures like the week Yay. after my silver dragons are still alive. Aww. Thank you, Tom. They're just not ready to go out in the zoo yet. They're kind of being allocations and stagnant and doing their stupid thing, but they'll get there. Oh, that's like uplifting mm -hmm. news. I think we were talking about plant projects and yeah. somehow I got derailed <laughs> and I was talking about the conservatory, but it was interesting. It was good. I have, what are your plant projects? My plant projects? Like I have a bunch in the pipeline that I'm like thinking about doing, but I have some successful begonia propagations that happened. My begonia taconite, mm. like, I don't know what happened, but when I switched away from, when I made the switch from LECA to like uh, potty mix and Did you have the taconite and LECA? No, but I'm now using cococoir as a, propagation ah, the medium like a core perlite mix yes and or sand mm. and core and the begonias love love being in that like i root them in a little cup of water and then that's usually the dangerous time is when i switch them from that cup of water into potting mix right. and but most potting like bagged potting mix has like bigger chunks of stuff but the the core is more like fine yeah, it's finer and more compacted, and they just like that consistent moisture level. And for starting I, out, yeah, yeah, for starting, and it's just like the roots. Just within a few days, like I put a rooted begonia cutting in there in a little plastic cup with coir, and then within a few days, I can see the roots like curving around the edge of the pot. Nice. So, what an enthusiastic grower! Yeah. So that's the taconite, which is a hybrid with the um, pavonina. Pavonina. And then my emerald jewel, mm -hmm. I've decided to, I've been just like pruning. Cause you know, when begonias get really big that you just have to start like pruning old crispy leaves off of it regularly. I've just been like saving some and rooting them out. And now I've got like a bunch of little cups of those coming up, which is cute. Um, I love them. They're like little <laughs> emerald jewels. Speaking of begonias, you know how I just chopped off the tops of three of mine. Um, the passing storm grew back beautifully. But I was like, I'm sick of this 10 inch pot that's like 14 inches deep. Mm. So I went in it with a steak knife and I sawed the plant into pieces. Whoa. And then I just picked it up with whatever roots were now attached to it. And I put them all in like six inch pots. Mm. So I made like four or five. So if anyone local wants a begonia passing storm, I have four extras. But I was like, I'm just sick of this big pot, right? I love those plants. Like those, mine has like. I had to chop it all the way back when it had thrips, but now it, it just bounced back so, so lush and so pink and beautiful. Yeah. The and uh, candy stripe, SPF, AFF, whatever. That didn't bounce back as well. Oh. Only like a quarter of the pot started growing, mm -hmm. but I did the same thing. I took the steak knife and I sawed around the piece uh -huh. I wanted to keep, pulled it out. I didn't disturb the roots at all. I just popped it in the small pot and so... Yeah. We'll give grow it, it from that. Yeah, give it time. Like mine. I just, the, I, those pots that they were in are so big. Right. I'm that's, sick of it. That's what I, I was like, I can't do this with this Brevermosa. It's like, I put it in a, I put it in a ceramic pot too. That was part of the issue is like, that was the only pot of that size that I had at the time, which I shouldn't, I should have just been patient and selected a more appropriate pot. What was it too big? It was too big and but too heavy it, it and I couldn't like it, right? bring it to the shower. So for my Brevermosa. 
yeah so yeah. anyway i'm yeah i digress it's it's i was gonna say though that the the little pink candy stripe yeah. we're calling it a candy stripe i don't think we candy really know stripe spaff yeah spwtf no 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 aff can i can i ask a question with the spaff are, are you That's supposed to say it like that or spaff well yeah because i don't know species affinity i'm a reader and not a talker so i'm always going spaff in my brain <laughs> whenever i see that with like hoya and stuff but like what what are you supposed to? Is it just S P A F F? So it's because we don't know that it's exactly. It's not exactly a candy stripe. It's like, not exactly a candy stripe. So what we we can we can call it candy stripe and then put S P A F F, which stands for affinity species affinity. But species but hold on, I, would I don't think candy stripe. I I'm. It's not a candy stripe. I don't think even if if we were talking about a true one, I don't think it's a real species. I think it's probably a hybrid. So I don't think you'd put S P after it. Okay. I think you put SP after a, a a true species. Stands for species affinous, meaning it's potentially a new yet to be described species that is oh. similar but not identical to the named species. Yes. Which I think so then in this case we we just don't know. We don't know what the plant is that <laughs> we, we have. I'm looking at pictures of the candy stripe and it almost looks like a weird shaped brevimosa. Brevimosa. Mhm. Like the pillowy texture with the same colors. It's not just that. a different shape. It's not that. I know. That's why we say SPFAFF. Whatever. <laughs> all these fucking letters. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's a begonia rex. I know it's a begonia rex. It's a rex. Yep. So like rex covers a bunch of stuff. But The point that I was kind of going to make is that the one I got from you is it has, I almost gave up on it at one point, but then I saw same. yours growing in your, in your tent mm-hmm. and it, it was so good. And I was like, oh, and I put it in the tent and it just, now it, it, it puts out these super deep pink and black <gasps> leaves, and I just yes, love it. That's my favorite. Yeah. When it was when it was at its peak in my tent before it had spider mites was like mm-hmm. chef's kiss. You always take photos, listeners out there. You always take photos of your begonia. I, I mean, particularly your begonia, but <laughs> but but really any plants when they're looking real good. Don't be don't just don't just assume that it's gonna look that good forever because. It won't. Plants do this. Like they look really good and you just, you take it for granted and then something happens and you're like, I really should have taken a photo of that when it was so good because now it's putting out pure white leaves and slowly collapsing into death. That was me with my elbow. Last time I went to go repot it, I was like, Adrian, please take a picture of me with me, of me with this because I know I'm going to go fuck this up. I didn't, fortunately, but. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's the real thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can finally join in on the begonia chat. Because I have one. <gasps> How's your begonia bravromosa, Christine? I have and Lekka, and it's still not, I mean, it's growing just very slowly. It still hasn't put out a leaf yet, but it's putting out the little. You can see growth? Yeah, the little. Sweet. Like, it looks very alien, the little, like, fuzzy, not fuzzy, but, like, jagged growth mm-hmm. point. So I rooted a cutting of bravromosa in Lekka for Christine. And then I got spider mites, so I cut it off <laughs> and then I let it regrow. And then I was like, here, Christine, take this when it was just like just starting uh-huh. to regrow itself. And I was like, here, and, but it's, it's going to grow up acclimated to perfectly to your conditions. Yeah. And it's going to just needs a little, a little time. And it's a little bit of an experiment to see if begonias like me and Lekka since they, they do. Are I've done it before. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, I thought this was months ago. You and I were ta- talking about that. And I hadn't not. done Bravamosa specifically. Yeah. Have you done a like a big. Like, have you grown a like a specimen size begonia in, in Lekka? I don't remember what begonia you had in Lekka. It was the Bowery. Hmm. 
I had some rooted oh. cuttings of Bowery. Oh yeah. That I then grew in Lekka and then I ended up giving it to my friend Asha because I was like, I'm so sick of having this in my house. But so, was it big? Did it get big in, in or No, it was still prop size. Okay. So I can't attest to it, but like begonias like water and they don't want to dry out. So like Lekka just seems like the you obvious know, choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. It's worth a shot. And then that's I mean, but that's a different that's a rhizomous begonia. This is a cane begonia. So mm-hmm. yeah. it'll be a good it's a good. I mean, you know that we have more if anything goes wrong, but I'm glad that it's going well. It's like, not I mean, dead yet. By going well, it's not dead yet. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not dead yet. That's, I mean, that's we, 80% of my collection of, well, it's not dead yet. Well, so. we can't, we can't turn up our nose at our small victories. We have to take them when they, where they, where we can get them. Like, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say like my small victory and that I finally got a philodendron to flower. 69686, baby. Yeah. Was that oh. a cutting for me? Yes. Like you get it to flower, but then, then what? You got to po- uh, pollinate it, cross it with something else in moonlight. It. Do you have anything that's flowering right now? Yeah. My moonlight and my Prince of Orange. Moonlight could be cool. My moonlight's been flowering it since hasn't March. opened yet, but. A moonlight 69686. Right. A moonlight anything, you guys. <laughs> yeah. What happens if you cross a Ooh, moonlight? My tortum a- is blooming downstairs too. Oh, oh, there you go. That could be cool. That's that's probably closer. Well, wouldn't that end up looking more like a glad hands? The moonlight. It would. Uh, no, I, I want to see moonlight coloring. Oh. Sorry, on I, the leaf shape of like the tortum or the six nine six eight six. Yeah, and I were thinking tortum tortum six nine six eight six. Ow. I just feel like you'd have a better chance of like fer- fertilization because they're yeah more similar. I uh, I don't want to. Check for pollen at 3 a.m. What happens? I'm, I'm assuming they throw out a seed pod after you pollinate them. Yeah, and then you grow the seeds out. Yeah. Don't they grow fruit? Do they grow fruit? Do yeah, they? yeah. It's it would be a, a fruit, fruit that seeds. would like dry out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Or you could just cut the fruit off and pot it because the fruit is supposed to be nutrients for the seeds. Really? Yeah. It's not nutrients for the animal that eats it and poops it out and then the poop is nutrients for the seeds? Mm-mm. Oh. At least that's what I remember mm-hmm. is that the fruit flesh is meant for the seeds to help. For nutri- nutrients for the seeds to germinate oh. and grow. Oh. I am working on pollinating my Anthurium crystallinum. Mm. I should probably go check every day. And I have not been. I'm waiting for it to uh, be receptive. Yeah. I got some pollen in the freezer. I have not killed my Anthurium seedlings yet. Oh, yeah. You got some seedlings. How are they doing? Doryakii X black something. Black crystal mag. Maybe. Um, They're on like three or four leaves. And per Gabby, that means they're ready to pot up. So, and down acclimate because they're right now still living in uh, Tupperware. So I got to down acclimate them. Ooh. I have not yet killed my Anthurium oraquianum. Nice. It's in base, uh, like basic household humidity. Is it still in the basement? No. Oh, no, you put it in, you put it in the variegated Hartleaf used to be, right? Yes. Oh. Yes, I put it. Because I looked at it last time we were over. I put it in my plant room. Because you were like, it's hanging weird. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to like It's not thrilled, but it's not actively declining yeah. well it's not rapidly declining <laughs> so i'm just like if it makes it through the winter then i can like put it back in the greenhouse in the summer where it did the best in the greenhouse um so if you ever take cuttings of that anthurium. that is like the wind anthurium that i've always been like i want that. I wonder um, if you moved its macrame into one of the windows like where the it, variegated string of hearts used to be where did i have oh, it was just in like your yeah, third, yeah. third window like from the left high enough that it probably wouldn't get like blasted so i could put it there and it's light enough. I can only put things in that macrame that are light that are light because mm-hmm. it, like it's a hook that's just always been in the ceiling ever since I moved in. <laughs> I've Who just been I've just been slowly testing its capacity. So I I don't put any ceramic there. I only put 
plastic, but I'm always afraid that I'm just going to like water a plant at one point and it's just going to crash to the ground. I, uh, when I moved in to my townhouse up in the master bedroom, there's a hook in the ceiling on the far side of the bedroom. So like 15 feet away from a window. So you think people were killing plants well, in that section? Like, what poor plant was living there? <laughs> yeah. It could. I mean, we could like give them the benefit of the doubt and say they were hanging a light, Maybe it was a lamp a light or like a lamp yeah. or something. But like all of those hooks the in the ceiling wonders. in the corner that are meant for lamps that people put plants in. I'm just like, I know that is aesthetically where it looks nice, but like you are not doing anybody any favors <laughs> by putting that plant in the corner. The thing to do is put the lamp in the corner first and then put the plant underneath, underneath it. If it's it. a grow light. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind that. Uh, what are we talking about? Plants. Oh, yeah. Just talking. Uh, see the plumeria Adam's sitting under I'm surprised it has all of its leaves now so. okay hold on hold on hold on I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say and then I'll address the leaf falling off issue <laughs> um I just watered him for the first time since bringing him inside whoa which yeah. was late October because you you held out mid-October yeah. yeah um okay here's the thing he has a crap ton of leaves and he's been regularly losing them mm. he will still have leaves left when we get to March and he starts to regrow. Mm-hmm. He won't have as many. Mm-hmm. And it'll pretty much just be like wimpy, you know, ones at the very top. But are you going to cut him back and reroot ever? I can or see that. Yeah, I have to take cuttings because yeah. he's almost touching the ceiling of the bay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to propagate it. I might. Oh, I'm. I got to figure out where I want to make my cuts because like. I was going to say, can you. Is it like a ficus thing or if you notch it or. It might I won't notch it because I need to chop it, chop it. But yeah. like I have to figure out. Because, like, all of them have, there's there's three trunks, and then each of the trunks at various points branch off into more plants. So, like, this one has, like, four different plants branching off from mm-hmm. one point. Do I cut all four of those off and make four little pots and then let the stalk grow back? Or do I cut the stalk and then put that in its own pot and then regrow that? And then, you know, the question repeats itself for the other two trunks in the pot. I, mean, I don't know that I can find that many people who want to take on a plumeria right. in the cities. So I don't want to propagate too much. This is the issue I run into a lot when it comes to plants is there's too many options. And that's where I end up just letting it sit. <laughs> well, I mean, I get leggy or rot. Could, or I could leave him as he is. I could put him outside in the spring, summer, let him do his thing. But at some point, he's not going to fit in my house. Right. That I, ha- I have like the tall plumeria because there's like. Tall ones, small ones, and medium-sized ones. And I have the one that grows just, like, four feet in a summer. So he will not fit in the house after next summer. So, like, I have to chop him at least midway through summer so I can get his cuttings rooted either into the same pot that he's in or put him in separate pots and propagate him for other people to enjoy because there's no way he's going to fit inside the house. Do you want to know what I would do? Just cut it off and throw it away? (laughs) No. Well, (laughs) sort of. (laughs) I was going to say... Like trunk, trunk chop it, but don't try to root it from the trunk. Discard this portion mm. and root that, that, and that. If you want to just keep leave some. one left, and then or also chop that fourth one. No, like discard kind of this portion, like from here. Oh, get rid of the branching spot. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Make three plants from the one. Well, because what's gonna? I mean, that one. I oh, I can't remember. Did did I chop that or did it just branch off? Will you look? You didn't. Is, you didn't chop this. But okay, so you that chopped just, this. Correct. The one you were touching first, it just branched on its own. It just decided it was going to branch on its own. Which is dope. Um, but if, if I were to chop it, it's going to branch like that other guy. Probably. Because yeah. that other guy... Actually, the one you just touched was the top part of where the second one you touched where mm. you can see the chop. Oh, interesting. 
So that was last summer. I chopped it in half and then just stuck the top back into the pot. And then kept it moist so it rooted in and then it was out in full sun. So it had enough yeah. energy to grow roots and shit. That's, that's, I mean, that's impressive that you were able to get it to vegetatively propagate with that huge of a cutting with that much foliage. It looked different last summer. Oh. It was just one stick. <laughs> okay. And it was shorter then. Yeah. Because it's, you know. So you there can, was not as, it wasn't as big as it is now. You can get away with that, but oftentimes you'll just lose like most of the foliage that you keep. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. better to just trim most of the foliage off and keep just the amount of plant tissue that can basically photosynthesize while it works on growing new roots. Mm -hmm. But then you lose a lot of size. So I don't know. There's things to juggle. Plants, it's it's a cycle. I've had this plant for three or four years now. Um, I think it's the end of my third year. So I'm hoping for blooms next summer. Yeah, I can't wait Um, for it to bloom. No, it's going to be amazing. Imagine if it blooms right now, all of those different heads in flower. What Ah. What do the blooms look like? You know Hawaiian lace? Yeah. They're, it's that the, flower. Um, oh. The brand Japani I always think they almost look like a piece of candy that they like. They look like, fake. Yeah. Hmm. Hang on. I think I know like Hawaiian lace, but also I'm not sure I know Hawaiian lace. The flower, like it looks like plastic foam. Oh. They're very cute. Uh, oh. And they come in different colors. Are they colors. smallish? Or yeah. they're not huge? Yeah. I've never seen one. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're pretty they're, small. They're like the size of your palm look or something? Oh, wow. They're so pretty. I'm really hoping are I they, have a pink one, but I sorry, have no freaking Not blue. candy. They remind me of icing. They remind me of something oh, yeah. on a cake. Yeah. Yeah. This thing is, I mean, I get the feeling like it still thinks it's like it's diluted because it think like it thinks it's still outside. Mm-hmm. It's been losing a great number of leaves. Okay. So I'm always having to pick up brown leaves off the ground. And Christine can probably see from here that I see at least one leaf stuck yeah, in. There's a couple up there. It hasn't fallen out because it's so dense. Yeah. But yeah, last year I completely expected it to lose all its foliage, but like I still had leaves in March. So. That's great. I but mean, yeah, it's it's doing its dormancy thing. It's, it's so dark here. We should say like if we're doing a planny chat, like we're updating it's people. So dark. It's, <laughs> it's like wow, like the day, and they're still getting shorter for an, for another like two and a half weeks or something. My um, birthday's on the sixth darkest day of the year. Your birthday's on the sixth darkest or day. Or tied for third. Which we argued it, about this it, last time. Which side of the darkest day is it on? Before. It's before. Yeah. Hmm. Before the solstice. Okay. Um. Yeah, all my plants that are in windows right now, because westwardly, is the sun is so low in the sky, they hardly see any light. They are just against the windows. And some of them are starting to get a little cold damage from it, which sucks. Is it the 15th? Today is the, no, 17th. Is the seventeenth my, my birthday? Yes, the eighteenth. Oh no! Wait, when does which day is the solstice? Twenty first. So eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Didn't you say it was six days before? Well, well because there's side. six days on either the, sixth the shortest. end. Oh, yeah. so okay. I could say tied for third. Okay, that's because that th- would, would be me. a tie for first, or I guess first place would be its own thing. Would be the twenty first, and then on either day, so the ninth. What is that? The twentieth and the twenty second would mm-hmm. be. The second longest day. So yeah. I guess what tied for fourth for doing longest day right of now. the year. <laughs> Who cares? That would help me in the future if you will refer to it that way. Caitlin's a Sagittarius. If you would you know. would you like to I come and celebrate too. the fourth darkest day <laughs> of the year? November thirtieth. I just had my golden birthday. <gasps> I just turned thirty on November thirtieth. Wow! I just had my thirtieth golden birthday, which was alarming. It's not your 30th golden. It's your first golden. I mean, it's, your only it's my 30th and golden. I was like, 18 when I had my first and only <laughs> golden birthday. I was 14. We should really invent second 
golden birthday. Well, is it then they? It felt really golden, cool. And then is it your platinum when it's the opposite? So you had yours when you were three. Um, what? three. You'll have yours when you're eighty-one. It's the it's the reverse. So oh, my, my platinum that's is when silly. I turn forty-one instead of yeah. That's silly. I, I, it's probably just something. We gotta come up with up. a better one because I'm not. I don't just made up in school. I don't yeah. accept that I already, you already passed. Had it. <laughs> it has to be later. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go to Como Conservatory on my birthday. Ooh, that's a good idea. Instead of the really expensive restaurant. Yeah, Tom. Go, yeah. Tom shared this uh, cool restaurant that's a uh, vacation themed, um, but decorated for Christmas, and it mm. was like. Oh, $69. And then it was like, oh, but you have to mandatory purchase a $55 drink flight. And then they're like, aha, fees and a mandatory gratuity charge. And I was like, okay, now it's $169 per person. I'm like, this would be the most expensive meal I have ever eaten. I can't do it. Yeah. So we're not going. That's understandable. I mean, if you ever want. And you're paying before you're eating, so you don't even know if you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. You, well, I mean, I mean it's, not like, it's will, not like you wouldn't, but like you, you, it's not like you'd go there and not pay for your food if you didn't enjoy right. it. But like, it's weird because you have to pay the whole like amount up front mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. case you don't show up. Ooh. Well, if you, I was going to say, if you ever want, if you guys ever want to come to the conservatory. Yes, we do. You're always welcome. Um, we are open. I mean, I'm there eight to four every day. So maybe I'm I can talking do that to, on my birthday. I'll I go mean, to two conservatories on my birthday. Is I'm it talking open on the weekends at all. I'm talking to you, Kaylin and Christine, um, but also <laughs> listeners. We, we <laughs> You're are not invited. like we are open to the public from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. <laughs> so like I know that's awkward, but that's just when we're there and the no, students are there. I know. It's just I'm always working during that time. We're not Sorry, technically Christine. open on the weekends, but like you and I, you, you guys can yeah. just message me. And, I can go in and work on the weekend. Listeners, you can't message Adam. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know how, like, I don't, yeah. You're going to have people in other countries. I can't guarantee, I can't guarantee anything. <laughs> oh, you guys, speaking about Adam and my birthday, two birthdays ago, Adam gave me a Brevermosa for my birthday. <gasps> on my birthday. Was Do that you remember really that? two years? Dang. Yes, because last year was the first year anniversary. Of your Brevermosa? Yeah. Aww. I've never gotten a birthday present. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> You've gotten like other presents. Yeah, it's all good. I don't know when your birthday is. September 14th. I've brought it up like four times. You already. have not. How many, just, how, how many days away from the shortest day is that? Oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's better, probably better to go from the longest day. Everybody needs to refer to it in that context from now on. These are based on the size of child they react with, and birthdays are now how far away from the solstice they are. Or, or the equinox. Wait, okay, there how, it is. how far are you from the equinox? For I think it, it's what well, actually it might be Closer. fairly middle I would say between the two. When's the equinox? June twenty first. Oh, why did I think it was later? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. What are we talking about? We're gonna we're, we're talking, talking about my Brevermosa your bir- and your birthday. Yeah, I, I went to Como right after you gave me the Brevermosa, and I it was winter, so I couldn't leave the Brevermosa in the car, so I had to stick it in my coat, and it got a little squishy, and I broke off the newest leaf, and I was really sad. But mm-hmm. don't worry, I made up for and it. And now look where we are. Well, it's still it's <laughs> quiet. I do. It's I, growing back. It, I, it's finally. I've, I've deemed it clear of spider mites. I've reintegrated it into the tent. It's clear that it needs humidity. It's regrowing. I have multiple, multiple growth points. It's going to be fine. Yeah. I feel like I remember just pulling over at the side of the road somewhere, and like you and Brandon were just on this, like pulled up next to me and then i just like jumped out of the car and just passed it off it was and, really cold and said happy birthday and then drove away yeah it was like we a, had a little bit more of a conversation than that oh yeah i think so but you were like i'm cold bye yeah 
Yeah. But you went to conservatory for that birthday too. Yeah. Oh, I love conservatory birthdays. I mean, I don't work on my birthday, so like I can absolutely go to the conservatory right away when it opens at 10 mm. when there's less people and I can avoid the children, hopefully. But do you uh, just like you coincidentally don't work on your birthday or do you take your birthday off every year? Um, We get the last two weeks of the year off. Gotcha. My current job. Yeah. Mm. So my birthday just happens to be at the beginning of those two weeks. Nice. But I have definitely taken finals on my birthday and shit. Yeah. I mean, I literally, my 30th birthday was getting up at about six o'clock, going to work. I mean, it was like a two, two days after I got back from a week long trip and I went to work, worked all day and then I studied and then I went to class from six to nine and then I came home and just collapsed. Yeah. That Sounds was my awful. 30th birthday. Adult birthdays suck. <laughs> it was like, it was a good day. Like generally it felt yeah. like a good, like productive day, but it was honestly looking at, back at it. I was like, I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> I guess this that's day. sort of what it is. Yeah. Um, but no. And then I but I went up to Duluth and I saw my family. So nice. that kind of celebrated with them too. So that made up for it. But yeah. My, my family is going to come up and celebrate my birthday and we're going to go to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> that's the struggle with my family. We have to go out for American food and it has to be within the price range of Applebee's. So. I'm always tasked with finding restaurants that fit these categories, and it is the bane of my existence. So last year, I picked Chili's because they have two for one margaritas, and I was like, I'm getting four for my birthday. And so we went to Chili's, and I threatened my family. I was like, you will not bring my presence into the restaurant. I am not a child, and they are not going to sing to me. I am 31. This is not happening. And you know what? I'm going to have to give them that speech again this year. But it was really nice because my, he's now my brother-in-law, but he was like, Kaylin, after the meal, he's like, Kaylin, that was, that was really tasty. I'm glad you picked this place. Oh my goodness. Thank you. We went to Chili's. <laughs> Chili's is good. Yeah, for, for your birthday. For your, I want to go to like when you're in a Thai place and get some like yeah. delicious pad Thai yeah. or like. You know, like, oh, well, there you go. That, I like, took my family to Revival Chicken once and everyone agreed it was the best fried chicken sandwiches we'd ever had. And then they complained about the price. Oh, well. And I'm like, you can't win. We're in the cities. Yeah. And also it's the, literally the best fried chicken sandwich <laughs> you'll ever eat. So like, don't complain about the price. Right. I think you answered your question. You can do conservatory and you can do like some delicious pad thai. And then you, it sounds like that's a solid, like that sounds like a solid birthday. And then you'll go to TJ Game Fries. plan. We're actually, uh, I made reservations at, oh God, I don't know how to pronounce it, Kaluna over on Lindell and 40th. It's a, like a Pan American, Asian Ooh. inspired, I forget exactly what it is. Um, the chef is Loatian? Anyway, wow. excited for that. Okay. So that'll, that'll From be the Laos. thing I look forward From to. Okay. Laotian. There it is. Laotian. That's yep. what it is. Laotian. Okay. And that's not going to be with your family. Correct. I don't let my family come up on my birthday anymore. Okay. I don't want to go to Chili's on, on my birthday. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I just thought I was clarifying. It was, we are, we're so off topic, but my mom, on, the, on Thanksgiving, she was like, Kayla, we need to pick a day for your birthday. Because, like, what happens is they always wait till, like, three days before my birthday. And then they expect me to, like, make room for them in my schedule, which is already full with other birthday shenanigans. And I'm like, I can't fit you in till the day before Christmas Eve. And then they get upset. And I'm like, well, then you need to schedule it earlier. So my mom asked at Thanksgiving. I gave her the dates. You know what I haven't heard from her? Which date works. So. You're only like two weeks away. I know. Hmm. 
I know all my dates are getting booked up because I just scheduled something for the day before my birthday. And are there plants at Chili's? I'm trying to figure out how to wrap this back into a plant chat. If there aren't, we should encourage. They them. might be fake and they might be covered in dust. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, better fake and covered in dust than real and covered in dust. Yeah. Actually, Have you I'm guys sure wiped down true. your plants that are dusty? I wash them. Uh, I think I showered all of them. I like all my plants all get watered or showered every two weeks. I'm not doing too bad. Cause I everything got hosed down when I brought it in. But I have those little microfiber gloves, mm-hmm. so mm. I can just go and. Those can be useful. The last round of washing stuff since I've been dealing with so many pests lately, I tried the first like hot shower. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Nothing died. Mm-hmm. How hot? I was told, and by told, I read on the DMV Beneficial Bugs Plant Group or Facebook group that it's basically you have scalding, uh-huh. and then slightly before that. Oh wow! And that's what you're supposed to do. Whoa. When my faucet, when the uh, shower head gets that hot, it screams. Yeah. So, Wild. Like a, like a tea kettle. Yeah. I definitely did like maybe a step lower than that because I was terrified. Yeah. Because especially stuff that's in Lekka, I was worried that the hot water is going to get into the roots and that'd be mm, the yeah. worst situation. Yeah. But I mean. Well, you're supposed to spray them down so that none of the water runs down there anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't do that. That's like really hard to so. achieve. Yeah. It's hard. It's I, possible, but hard. I douse the surface of my soil just so it sticks and then i tip the plant on its side and i have a couple like wire mm. racks that i use for watering plants and drying them out sure it definitely takes finesse to do hose down my fried egg i just had the fried egg on its side mm-hmm. i hosed it down that way because yeah, i have aphids <laughs> i found aphids on my fried egg and then it was on my pilea and my gigantium as well which are all in the patio door together those are very interesting plants to have aphids on in my opinion I think they were on the Friday first and then they just spread. Mm. Dude. But the Friday I cut all the foliage off because it had spider mites. Mm. So why it has aphids now, I don't know. I've seen like we we we're growing tobacco for a tissue culture experiment. Mm. And I don't know if you've ever like felt tobacco, but it's just really sticky. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's it's had some aphid issue like pressure. Oh sure. And it's so weird because I'm like, how are you guys even able to like pick your legs up off of the tobacco to like walk around it and chew on it? Mm-hmm. But they they figure out a way. Yeah. Um, I have a plant that's been really sticky lately. Which one was it? My ghost. Is your ghost sticky? My ghost is kind of sticky. With and by, and by sticky, yeah, ex, yeah, extra floral nectar. He's not like thrips because thrips make them sticky. Honeydew. Um. Oh, my billy yeti has been like super sticky. Okay, Christine, remember I've been dealing with small billy leaves, small billy leaves, small mm-hmm. billy leaves. I just put out a big billy leaf. Oh, I'm good. excited because hopefully that means more big billy leaves. I'm like something about billy goats, little billy goats. Big billy goats scruff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My billy yeti, sir. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think before... Too, we get too much further. I want to like we. I want to share like a little bit of an update, like a little bit of news. This is going to be our like season finale, yeah. season conclusion for for, for twenty twenty three. Last episode of season one. Yeah, yes. what, whatever season means. Most mostly, we're taking a break for the Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Those are both on Sundays. Our shows comes out on Sundays, so we're taking a break for a couple of weeks. There will not be any new episodes after this until January seven. I think and, I have my dates right. Yes. And uh, given some like life things that are happening in my life, like I am, I finished my pre- the prerequisite that I need to get into the master's program that I want to pursue. So I am preparing to enter a horticulture master's program at the University of Minnesota. Exciting. And my life is just 
a little hectic. So I'm going to be taking, this is going to be my last episode with Rough Around the Hedges, uh, at least as a host. Mm -hmm. Uh, There may be some like collaboration in the future, which would be awesome. But uh, just I need to prioritize sort of some other pursuits that are happening in my life. But I think that Rough Around the Hedges will continue, uh, hopefully. In the new year, yes. Yeah, in the new year. Kayla and I will be back. Um, We wish Adam the best. You're going to be a great master horticulturalist. Like what what would you end up with that as a just a master's in horticulture? Mm -hmm. I think it's like there's some other name that they use, like master's of continuing professional studies in horticulture. It's like some long name, but it's like it's growing plants. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, And yeah, we hope to collaborate with you. And because when you have a grand opening for the conservatory, we will be your celebrity guests. (laughs) Celebrities. Yeah, we, we need do a live podcast inside of the conservatory. That'd be yeah, great. That'd be so fun. Yeah. So, yes. So I feel like we've done like we from where we started out this spring, you know, like right as I returned from the rainforest mm-hmm. and it just kind of propelled us into all these different topics that we've managed to cover and like we've developed this amazing dynamic. So it's been really like an honor to be a part of this with you both. Um, and like, thank you to all of the listeners who have like been here with us and supported us on this journey. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thanks for being here with us. Yeah. Stay um, rough. <laughs> no, she's fake crying. Uh, happy holidays. <laughs> happy holidays, everybody. Happy new year. Um, if you celebrate the calendar, you new year, what is this new year called? It's not the lunar new year. What is it? I don't know. I just call it the if, new year. If you celebrate the American un- new year, American new year, <laughs> the Western new year. I yeah. mean, they celebrate in other places too. I know, but well, if you celebrate the moving from January, oh fuck. If you celebrate the moving from December to January as a new yeah. year, specifically at midnight. Yeah. Like any, any, Happy new year. yeah. Like any holiday or, you know, right spot that you have coming is worth celebrating yeah it's something like what is it something like 40 different holidays happen between yeah october 31st and we're just gonna hibernate for a little bit yeah so everyone's having fun hope you're enjoying i hope you collected enough nuts what for hibernation hibernation. (laughs) and and by nuts we mean like unique cool houseplants to like entertain you and with that stay rough everybody stay real rough take care